Hey everybody, welcome to the Kinky Christian Podcast. I'm Pat. And I'm James, and we're going to explore Christianity and kink and how and when they intersect. So hold on for the ride. All right, beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of the Kinky Christian Podcast. With me again today is my good friend James. Say hi, James. Hi, James. Today, we are going to be discussing uh, something that's really important, not just in the lifestyle, but I mean, it in the scenes, it's, it's one of the big three, uh, communication. And with communication, um, there's negotiation. Now, you're thinking, okay, what does negotiation have to do with kinky sex? James is going to explain that to you. Oh, everything, <laughs> literally everything. Negotiation um, should be practiced every scene all the time. But there, there should be typically like in a any kind of relationship, there's always negotiations because one party wants one thing. The other party wants maybe that exact same thing, but maybe something slightly different. So then you come to a point of negotiation. What I wanted to talk about, though, is the communication aspect of it. Communication is probably the most critical thing in everyone's life because how we interact with literally everyone else depends on our communication and their communication. And communication ain't just verbal either. No. There's a plethora of ways. Actually, I I think uh, only a small percentage of the communication that we perceive is verbal. Most of it is nonverbal. So if our brains are already wired to to get catch more nonverbal than verbal, um, it would be folly to discount nonverbal communication uh, in preference to what we generally consider well, communication. And I, I think a good example of, of just that is how many times have you uh, text someone and you got no bad intentions at all, you know, you, but what they perceive coming across that text is not what you meant for them to perceive. Correct. You know, and one, I, and, and that's, I think probably why texting is one of the worst ways to communicate, but you don't have body language. So that right there, that's huge. I think body language um, says a lot because even if I'm communicating with you verbally, but I'm standoffish or uh, I'm not smiling, you know, facial expressions, I can say the kindest thing in the world, but my body's going to tell you something different. So, I mean, I think you're right. Verbal communication is just a small percentage of the way that we, that we communicate with each other. I think there's a lot of, uh, um, I guess, like you said, nonverbal ways to do it. And and I think that's why we created emojis. (laughs) Well, I was going to talk about the lack of punctuation in text, possibly being one of the reasons that you don't get any kind of uh, emotion through it. But also, I want to bring up another anecdote. I, I Obviously, you've mentioned several times I'm a barber. I had a guy come in 
within the last couple days I started cutting his hair and I just I was in my zone and so uh, like typically when I start a haircut I, I'm very focused and I don't talk much because like I like setting the base is the most important part and he then through midway through the haircut I start talking to him and he was like oh good I thought like you were just going to be a dragon you weren't going to say anything the whole time and I was like just because, like, it, my nonverbals were saying that I did not want to talk to him, even though, like, I was I was he only was focusing, yeah. uh, and I would have talked to him if he'd have opened up and talked to me, but because of the situation, he felt uncomfortable due to lack of communication. I was just, I was thinking something very different than what he was thinking, <laughs> so there was already a breakdown in communication before we even communicated. And, and there, was, there was no texting involved. Nothing. <laughs> It was just nonverbals, and he perceived this thing, and I was perceiving this thing, and that just something just, as innocent as that is a breakdown of communication. Now, yeah. put that into a relationship where, like, you're with a person for years and years and years, mm. and context gets way out of whack. It does, you know, it, it, without communication. 25 years later, you don't know who that person is. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree 100%. And on the flip side of that, with good communication, uh, you know, me and my wife have been married for 33 years now, I think. And she'll correct me if I'm wrong. Trust me. But you get to a point where you've communicated so well for so long that the verbal communication is almost unnecessary. The prime example, I, I can't count the number of times per week that I'll say, well, you know, I was thinking Oriental for dinner. And she's like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, I mean, just last night we went out and uh, had Oriental for dinner to, to sum it up, but we got home and I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling like some ice cream. And she's like, I was just getting ready to ask you if you wanted to go get some. <laughs> so good communication leads to such a a, uh, a good relationship. A symbiosis. You know, symbiosis. That's like the perfect one word One person for it. will know what the other person is thinking. Yeah, that is the perfect word for it is symbiosis. And, and when you're in an a intense situation... I'm going to kind of bring it back around to the negotiation part now. You want to make sure that you communicate well ahead of time. You don't want to try to get into any kind of anything. And then especially like, let's say if you're in a scene, you're doing a scene and it's an intense scene, you know, the, the floggers are flying, you know, the, your your slave and or sub or whatever you're using your your partner is just in the zone you're in the zone and then you pull out the riding crop and this is not something you negotiated ahead of time but man it felt right at the time and you hip that that butt with that riding crop and now all of a sudden that's not what they wanted you know, they were not prepared for it because you never negotiated that at the beginning that said, you know, I'm, I, there's a possibility that this may come into play. Now, because of that lack of communication at the beginning, 
now that scene that was going so well and everyone was just riding this high is now falling off the cliff, you know? And so you don't want to have to stop midway, you know, you're saying, well, to prevent that, why don't you just tell them you're the, the crop is coming? No, you don't want to stop midway and then try to renegotiate what you already negotiated and communicated at the beginning. Right. You know, so negotiation and communication are, are like two sides of the same coin. Exactly. You know, you got to have them both. And, and that's in anything. And it's not, I use a scene just because, you know, we're, we're a kinky sex Christian podcast, but I mean, it's that way in life. Um, well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, lessons on communication and negotiations don't just apply to this life. If you get, if you become a great communicator, uh, which is why uh, communications is an entire um, major you can have in college. Like you, four years you spend learning about communication. communication. Um, without good communication, it makes everything else in life so much harder. So communication and negotiation aren't just a lesson for this. They're a lesson for everyday life. Every aspect of life. I mean, yes. and when, when you think about it, everything's communication. Correct. We're communicating now, with e not just with each other, but we're communicating with our audience. You know, when you watch the news, they're communicating with you. When you go to work, they're communicating with you. So every part of your life, you deal with communication. And anyone who has a job knows that poor communication can lead to some disastrous results. Yes. You know, um, depending on what job you do, you you could kill somebody. I mean, some lives could be, you know, in jeopardy because of poor communication. Even within the lifestyle, you know, if if you're not communicating well, you could, you know, if if you're playing with e-stem or something, and someone's got a pacemaker or whatever, and you jolt that thing too hard, I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm not saying it'll happen, but it's just it's so important so important well an example of this would be uh shibari suspension or ro any oh. kind of rope suspension if you don't communicate if you if you have a, a limb that starts to tingle and you yep. you ignore it for a while all of a sudden now that now it doesn't tingle anymore yep. oh that's fine it's no it's not no, like you've done lost we're, blood we're, flow now right so. we're we're in an issue now and so Excellent communication, over communication, even is a very good thing. Yes, I and I mean, I stop and you you talk about shibari, but there's you know there's fire play, very dangerous. There's people, you know, in in these are not my kinks, but there's people who like you know blood. They they do things with blood, and it it is very important, very important people. That when you're in a scene that, that you have negotiated up front what that scene is going to look like. I mean, it doesn't have to be the the step-by-step -step of what's going to happen. Because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of doms or tops, they, they like to, you know, kind of surprise their subs with different things. But they... There needs to be a communication that says, okay, are you okay with X, Y, Z? And if you're not, then that needs to be said ahead of time. So if, if they ask, are you okay with fire play? 
you need to say yes or no. Right. Are you okay with bondage? Well, no, I'm not okay with rope, but I'm okay with handcuffs. I mean, because that's a big difference, you know. It, it, it's huge. Some some people just don't like to feel a rope. I mean, it, it's negotiation and communication. Communication is one of the pillars for me. Absolutely. You know, and along with consent and connection, you, you got to have those things to really make anything work and not just in the lifestyle. You know, you need consent, connection, and communication through your whole life with everything. Right. Um, if, if I came to you and just said, James, just cut my hair. That's not, you know, that's not going to get us anywhere. Not enough information. You know, there's no information. There wasn't enough communication, you know. And then if, if we, if I did not know ahead of time that I was going to pay you and I just couldn't walk out, there was no negotiation ahead of time, you know. So there has to be all of this in life. It doesn't matter if you're in the lifestyle, in the scene. doesn't matter. Well, um, like I said earlier, everyone has a lifestyle. But even if, like, let's say two years from now you decide to get out of this lifestyle, learning how to be an effective communicator will still be a great tool for you. It'll still Correct. be a great asset. Correct. One of the things my wife and I do... Um, we try to do uh, as regularly as we can. We, I, typically, we like to do it once a week. Is we sit down and we have a discussion about the tough stuff, like what's going wrong, like what have we fought about, like um, what issues are you having in the relationship, in life, in everything. Um, what's going on with you? Where are you right now? And we sit down and we block everything else out. And we have a rule that we can't argue, we can't fight, we just communicate. You know, that is, that is such an amazing thing because just the fact that you do that, because part of communication is not only talking, it's listening. It's got to be listening. You know, how many couples do you know, because I, I know in my life, there's not many that can sit down and say, you know, okay, honey, tell me, tell me what's going wrong. Because as soon as a woman tries to tell their husband or vice versa, you know, that this is what's going wrong, most people get defensive. Defensive automatically. Because they're not hearing what's being said. And, and that's an issue where they're listening to respond rather than listening to listen. And so we need to shift our mindset and stop listening to respond and listen just to listen. Yeah. And and to hear the other person. Exactly. 100% agree. I that is just I am so glad you brought that up because I and I'm guilty of it myself. We all are. Um I'm I'm hoping I do better as I go, but that's for my wife to decide. But when I was young, I was a hothead, you know, and when so when people would approach me about something, I wasn't trying to hear what they were saying. I was already formulating my response in my head on how I'm going to prove that they were wrong. Right. You know, whether I was right or not, didn't matter. I wanted to prove them wrong. You know, you don't tell me that, you know, that, that my blue jeans are too blue. You know, they're, they're exactly the right color. You know what I mean? And I think if we were to sit and listen to hear the other person and, and our intent was not to, to come back at them with anything but 
to ask more questions, get information and understand that chances are their intent was to help. You know, I, I highly doubt most people, and, and I could be way off base on this, say something, especially to their spouse, to tr- just to try to, you know, piss them off. Well, that's typically when uh, contempt or, um, you know, a very negative emotion is entered into that relationship. Then they'll do those Then they'll things. do it, yes. Right. But if they're just like, you know, hey, hey, James, you know, you, you left your clothes on the floor. Well, I don't think she's trying to attack you. I think she's reminding you that, you know, you left your clothes on the floor. Or, you know, you didn't, didn't put your dishes in the dishwasher or what have you. You know, now there is a point of nagging, don't get me wrong, but to sit and listen to the other person. And, and th- what I have discovered by doing that is there's usually something more to it than, you know, and that's why when you say you sit down and say, okay, now what's really, what are we fighting about? What happened this week? You know, and then you guys can discuss, okay, well, we fought about this. Okay, well, why did we fight about it? What was it that? that triggered that response that we fought about it. You know, did, did you have a bad day? You know, did she have a bad day? Was it really worth fighting about? Or is there more that needs to be discussed about it? Mm-hmm. And taking it that in a positive way as a constructive thing instead of a negative attacking way, you know, mm-hmm. I just think that's amazing. So what we learned through doing this is... Now, when we will start into a fight, instead of like the fight escalating, one of us will stop and say, hey, sorry, this is because of this, this, and this. Because typically what we found is when we're having a fight, it's usually not about what we're fighting about. We don't really, I mean, yes, maybe some people leave stuff out on the countertop and don't put it away and the dogs get into it occasionally. That doesn't happen at your place, though, but, ever. But <laughs> when we have the fight, it's usually not about the fact that the dogs got into it. It's usually about, hey, I had a stressful day. Like, something happened in my day that changed it dramatically. I, I was having a good day, and then I had a bad day, and now I'm here, and now you're getting the ramifications of my bad day. Right. And as humans it's so hard to shut out the rest of our lives as we have a a a relationship with one person but typically that's that would be the only fair thing to do the the person you're having a relationship had nothing to do with the other factors in your life you know but you come and you'll take it out on them or they'll take it out on you like nobody's innocent on this no everybody has done everyone's done it so if we can preempt those fights and say hey I had a rough, stressful day, I'm touchy, or I have a lot, I deal with a lot of pain, so on certain days I'll be in more pain, I'll be a little, I'll have more of a hair trigger than I would on other days, so I can be like, hey, sorry, I'm in a lot of pain. I know I'm snapping and yelling at you guys for things that are happening, but it's because of this. Yeah, and that and that's only through strengthening strengthening the communication is where you get to that point. Yep. But when you strengthen the communication, you also strengthen the trust. Every time you strengthen your communication, your partner will have more trust in you because yeah. it's honesty. And that's huge. That is huge. And then the more you trust, 
the more open you become, so the more cycle. you communicate, you know? So, yeah, it's it just perfect. That is just perfect. So keep in mind, you know, we're, we're not experts on anything. Um, we, we, we share. Ex- yes. <laughs> I'm an expert on that. We share with you guys what we have learned through our experiences through life. And we, what's great about having James here with me is he has experienced so many things that I haven't. So having him here to help communicate to you guys and to me, you know, his experiences shows just, you know, how important communication is because you can learn from someone else's experiences. And the only way you're going to learn is if you communicate with them and you're open to letting, to hearing them, what they're saying. And you listen. Yeah. Um, And that, that's a big thing. That's one of the keys is, Listening is almost more important than talking when you're communicating. Particularly for a dominant. And it's not just listening. Again, um, going back a few episodes in a scene, you're watching for those nonverbal communications. You're, you're judging right. their breathing. You're, you're looking at their skin to see how red or how, uh, yep. how, uh, you know, how warm it is. Well, and, we get into you know. like, uh, uh, deep bruising and whatnot like that. Yeah. Um, you're watching you're all watching of these all factors of all at once, and it's all part of communication. Yeah, their their body is communicating to you. I mean, it it it's if you're paying attention, you can figure out a whole lot more. Yeah, and if you're not paying attention, you shouldn't be a dom. Correct. You know, and and that's. That's another thing people need to know. Don't fall for them posers out there that, that think they're doms and they're just, they're frauds. But we'll talk about that in another episode. But communicate, people. Communicate, negotiate. Um, like James mentioned before, you negotiate all through life. You know, you negotiate. When you got married, there's negotiations. And a lot of it, you don't even realize it's a negotiation. It's not like you have to sit down and write out a contract. You can if you want. I know couples that do. They, you know, have a contract that's for their relationship. But you just negotiate, you know. Um, me and my wife, I, I know what my my part in, in our relationship is, and she knows what her part is. But it, it took us a while to get there, and we wouldn't have got there without communicating. Um, sometimes we communicated poorly, and... And even though you communicate poorly, you can learn from that. Sometimes you communicate loudly. <laughs> and sometimes the uh, nonverbal communication comes in the form of a shoe, you know. Or a or, finger. Or a finger. You never or, know. You never know. There, there's so many forms. So just keep the lines of communication open both ways. Always listen with the intent of hearing and understanding Always ask questions. Always confirm what they're saying. You know, don't hear what they're not saying. That's a big thing. Do not hear what they're not saying. If they're, if you're unsure of what they're being, what's being told to you, confirm with them. Correct. Don't. Any any kind of ambiguity. Don't allow for ambiguity. You you, if you're not sure, ask another probing question. Yep. Always ask. Don't don't assume. So. 
So keep that going. If you have any questions, comments, uh, suggestions for future episodes, um, communicate to us. The easiest way to do that, in fact, right now, the only way to do that is through email, and that's the Kinky Christian Podcast at gmail.com. So we look forward to hearing from you. Till then, stay safe, take care of each other, and God bless. Bye.